Well, we have spent a few weeks on uh, a series we've called The Source of Hope, and so we're going to uh, continue on that this evening. Romans 15, 13. Let's look at that this evening. Romans 15, 13. It says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, this is a prayer. You know, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. The New Living Translation, Translation says, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in Him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. In the ERV, it says, I pray that the God who gives hope will fill you with much joy and peace as you trust in Him. Then you will have more and more hope, and it will flow out of you by the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, we're, like Shelley said in the announcements, uh, you know, we're, we're starting to plan for our Christmas Eve service, and it's still November. When I grew up, day after Thanksgiving, that's when the Christmas music goes on. That's the start of Christmas. I mean, I don't know about you, but we, you know, we ate turkey. It was all Thanksgiving on Thursday. But Friday, then it was like kind of switch gears. You know, the, the stations are playing Christmas music. And then we start segueing into Christmas. Now, and I know I have some dissenters in here that, that start um, <laughs> not looking in this corner of the room. <clears throat> that have a, <clears throat> my daughter's the same way if she's watching. They start <clears throat> November 1st or earlier. In fact, over here, too, uh, I hear Christmas music sometimes in the middle of the year. Um, I don't know what... You do that, too? November 1st. Okay, November 1st. She's hardcore. Not till then. But, um, you know, we, we were... I think we were in the store. Was it Halloween? Was it, like... I think it was Sunday. It was Halloween in the mall, and everything is decorated for Christmas. The malls and everything. I mean, it was all, you got ornaments and everything. I mean, that's, that's one-sixth of the year. You're going to go from November on out. It's Christmas. Okay. I mean, whatever. Float your boat. But um, anyway, I, I'm not a, I like Christmas, but it's just not Christmas time. Anyway, and me, yeah. But Christmas, you know, around Christmas time, they start talking about hope and spirit of Christmas, the secular world I'm talking about, and hope around Christmas. And um, the thing is, uh, hope is not just a, a, a holiday thing. It's not just a period of time thing. It is from God. We read several scriptures. He gives hope. He's the source of hope, the God of hope. It is a year-round thing. And for the Christian, everything about Christmas that we like, it's actually year-round. It's because you know the source of that hope. It's not just, ooh, I'm getting hopeful near Christmas. Uh, no, it's, um, it's, it's year-round because we know He is the one that gives hope. If you know that, um, yeah, we like to celebrate things. Thank God for it. I mean, I like celebrating Christmas and Thanksgiving, Resurrection Sunday, Easter. Uh, but really, it's, it's we can live in that. Um, 
1 Timothy 1.1 said, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the commandment of, our, of God our Savior, and the Lord Jesus Christ, our hope. See, He's our hope. Not a, not a particular time, not a person, but He's our hope. In the NLT, 1 Timothy 1.1 says, This letter is from Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, appointed by the command of God, our Savior and, uh, and Christ Jesus, who gives us hope. He gives us hope. And so we've talked about, you know, just that word hope in the Bible. When you read it, it'll help you. If you read it, expect, confidently expect. If you read it, that you're expecting something, not just wishing for something. Because in, in the way we talk today, when somebody says, I hope it'll happen, you know, I hope my favorite team's going to win. You're not saying I confidently expect them to win. When you use the word hope, you're, you're saying, not certain, but... Mm. We're, we're wishing for it. People don't just use that. If, they, if they're going to say that the, person, the, the team is going to win, then they're going to say it a different way. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna crush the other team. They're not saying, I hope they win. They're saying, no, there's no doubt. See, that is actually hope. See, that's foreign to us because we don't talk like that. We don't use hope like that. But it means confident expectation. It means expectation of fulfillment or success. It means to expect a favorable outcome. You expect it. You're not doubting. So there are a lot of aspects that go with this. And when we're talking about hoping in God that He's the source of our hope, well, if He's the source of our expectation and things going well, then that means if He's constant, if He never changes, then as we go through life, as we go through our day-to-day happenings, you know, our routine and everything, then we can stay in that place of expecting something good. Now I want to, let's look at 2 Timothy 4 verse 6. I want to talk about something that goes with this. 2 Timothy 4 verse 6, it says, now this this is the Apostle Paul, and this is actually when he's getting ready to leave the earth. This is the last book he wrote, the last letter that is part of Scripture that he wrote. 2 Timothy 4, verse 6 says, For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day, and not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Verse 9, Be diligent to come to me quickly, for Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world, and has departed for Thessalonica, Crescens for Galatia, Titus for Dalmatia, only Luke is with me. Get Mark and bring him with you, for he is useful to me in ministry. And Tychicus I have sent to Ephesus. Bring the cloak that I left at Carpus at Troas, or with Carpus at Troas when you come, and the books, especially the parchments. Alexander the coppersmith did me much harm. May the Lord repay him according to his works. You also must beware of him, for he has greatly resisted our words. Verse 16, at my first defense, no one stood with me, but all forsook me. 
may it not be charged against him, not against them. Now start, stop right here. He's saying, at my first defense, no one stood with me. This is the Apostle Paul. This is a guy that, that wrote what, what became much of our New Testament. He has gone and preached the word. There is no more solid word than what this man was preaching. You know, he's preaching what became the word of God. And so there is no, you know, it's not like you're going to go somewhere else to get better preaching. What he is sharing and what he's walking in, and I don't believe he was a complete hypocrite just writing all this stuff and not walking in it. He was walking in it. So Paul the apostle was going from place to place. People resisted him, but many people came uh, to the Lord. He, there's many churches that he was strengthening, that helped uh, get going. And so here it says, at my first defense, no one stood with me. Think about it. But all forsook me. That means they left him. And then he says, may it not be charged against them. But I'm not holding it against them. Well, that's, that's what he preached. Not good for him anyway. I mean, if he's going to get bitter, it's just going to affect him. So everybody left him, naturally speaking. But look, verse 17. But the Lord stood with me and strengthened me. The Lord stood with me and he strengthened me so that the message might be preached fully through me. So he, I mean, this is the end of his life. He's walking, this is, this is, uh, he's fading out here. And he said, everybody left me, nobody stood with me, but the Lord stood and he strengthened me so that the message might be preached fully through me. In other words, so that he would end up doing what he was called to do. He would end up being strong enough to fulfill his call. And that the Gentiles might hear. Also, I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion, and the Lord will deliver me from every evil work and preserve me for his heavenly kingdom to him be glory forever and ever. Now I want you to notice the, the attitude and the, um, what's coming through him. Verse 17, so he says in verse 16, let's just read verse 16. At my first defense, no one stood with me. So everybody's, nobody's standing with him. Everybody left him. He says, may it not be charged against them. Then he said, but the Lord stood with me and strengthened me. Well, when everybody leaves you and nobody's standing with you, you need some strength. And he said, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me so that the message might be preached fully with, through me so that I would be strengthened so that I would do what God has called me to do and that all the Gentiles might hear. See, this is talking about that he would go forward and do that. He was strengthened so that something may happen. Also, I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion, verse 18, and the Lord will deliver me from every evil work and preserve me for his heavenly kingdom. Notice how he's talking about going forward. He's saying, I, I, I was forsaken, 
Nobody stood with me, but the Lord strengthened me so that people might be here and the Lord will deliver me. Do you see how he's saying, I have an expectation this is what's going to happen. In other words, he was strengthened and he expected going forward God to do something. That's hope. That strength goes right along with your expectation. Let's look at Psalm 37, verse 39. It says, But the salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their strength in time of trouble. He is their strength in time of trouble. You know, with Paul, <laughs> there wasn't anybody around him. They all left him. And, but he was strengthened by the Lord. Here it says... Uh, the Lord is the strength in time of trouble, and the Lord shall help them and deliver them, and He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in Him. So he's, the psalmist is saying something about moving forward. The Lord will deliver, and He is their strength in time of trouble because they trust in Him, because they're expecting the Lord to do something. He delivers them. Psalm 31, verse 24. Look at, look at how this is written and, and, and puts these things. Psalm 31, 24 says, Be of good courage, and He shall strengthen your heart, all you who hope, in the Lord. He said, the psalmist said, be of good courage. So be brave. And he shall strengthen your heart. All you who hope in the Lord. Be of good courage. That means you stand up when it's, when it's tough. You're strong when it's tough and he shall strengthen your heart. So you stand, and he'll strengthen you. Isn't that what Paul did? Everybody forsook him. People didn't stand by him. But the Lord strengthened him, and he was able to go, go for it. It says, all you who hope or expect in the Lord. When you're expecting in the Lord, then you can be strong in him. In the NLT, it says, be, be strong and courageous, all you who put your hope in the Lord. In the Amplified, it says, Be strong and let your hearts take courage, all you who wait for and confidently expect the Lord. That, that is hope. Be strong and let your hearts take courage, all you who wait for and confidently expect the Lord. So if you're, if you're going to expect Him, if you're going to hope in Him, He's saying be strong and be strengthened, be of good courage, and He, God, will strengthen you. I like the way Keith Moore put it one time, so I didn't. This is a confession he was saying, and so I'm giving him credit for it on this verse. He put it this way, when it says, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart, he said you could read it this way, I don't quit, and he strengthens me. 
I don't quit. Be strong, be of courage. Well, well what are you doing? You, you're girding yourself up. You're saying, I'm not going to quit. I'm going forward. And then what happens? He strengthens you. You, you don't get pushed back by the opposition. You don't get pushed back by the pressure. You don't fold under the pressure. I mean, think about Paul. He, he's, run, he's run his race. He's been pushing forward. And then he's got people pushing on him. He talked about the different people that did different things to him. And when he stands up, everybody leaves. It happened to Jesus too. In Jesus' darkest hour here on the earth, everybody left him. And they said they were going to die with him. And they left. But he, he had all that strength in that moment because God was with him. Now, Jesus is God. He's walking. But he's walking as a man anointed by the Holy Spirit. He's 100% man, 100% um, God. But he had to take our place. So he's not going through being crucified as God. He's going through it as a man taking our place. I mean, we, we can't comprehend. He was not suffering because he did something wrong. He was willingly suffering because of you and me. That's a whole different thing. He could at any point said, forget it. And he didn't. He went right through it. Well, that's amazing strength. He didn't quit. He said, I'm going through. And the Lord strengthened him. God Almighty strengthened him to do it. Well, same thing with Paul. He could have been like, what? I've done all this and everybody's gone. He said, and God strengthened him. He said, the Lord, everybody left me, but the Lord stood by me and he strengthened me. Here it says, be of good courage and he shall strengthen you, your heart. Keith Moore said it like this. I don't quit and he strengthens me. I don't let myself get discouraged. I encourage myself. And I say, this is not the end. I'm going to make it. I'm going all the way. I say, I'm not going to quit. This is not the end. I'm not going to be discouraged. I'm going through. I'm going over. So you doing that, you taking courage, you being encouraged, you going forward and saying, I'm not going to quit. God then strengthens you to be able to do just that. He brings you through. So who does the strengthening? God. What is our job? What do we do? We stay in the game. We say, I'm not, gonna, I'm not going down. I'm not going, I'm not going to turn to the side. Even if everybody or everything looks like it's against you, you say, nope. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take courage, and then the Lord, He, He's the one that strengthens us. And that strength, that strength is tied to your expectation and hope. You never saw somebody that was full of expectation being weak. They don't go together. Somebody that is, oh, I think... Uh, I'm going over, I'm going to win, but oh, I feel so weak. You wouldn't look somebody at somebody talking, talking that way for real, not putting on a show, and they are completely weak. Now, you do see all the time 
hopelessness going with complete weakness. In fact, if, if we allow ourselves to get hopeless, all the strength will just run right out of us and you'll have no strength to go forward. If, you, if, you get, if we get to the point where we say, I don't have any hope, I don't know how it's going to change, we're yielding. Instead of being encouraged and saying, I'm not going to move, don't look good, but I'm going forward and letting God strengthen us. If we say, I don't see how, I don't see you know, any way anything's going to change, I, I'm just, and you start letting yourself get discouraged, all the strength will be gone and the little strength you had will leave you. You won't have any strength to go forward. I mean, we've all been there where if you, we've all yielded to the wrong thing at some point where we, if you yield to discouragement, even a little bit, your strength just runs right out of you. Like you pulled the plug on a, you know, um, bathtub, just gone. Well, your hope, your expectation is completely tied to your strength. So if we'll keep expecting in God and we'll look to Him, we'll be strengthened. As we're strengthened, our hope, our expectation will stay strong and you can just stay right there. See, it's not, it doesn't have anything to do with circumstance. It has everything to do with looking to God, looking to Him. Look at Isaiah 40, verse 27. You know, whenever you're feeling, uh, you know, terrible things can happen in life, in this life, and, and there's pressure and we're not making light of any of that. But, you know, you can, you can think, uh, you can look at the Apostle Paul imprisoned for preaching the gospel in dungeons. You know, I've seen pictures of where he was, and it's not pretty. It's not like, you know, uh, I mean, our jails now, I haven't been in jail, but I've seen pictures of jails, you know, and people have able to work out whenever they want. And not, not nice, but they're not a hole in the ground where they're throwing your food down. Yeah, that was, you know, then, then people would be, well, I'm not going to go there. You know, that, you, can't, you can't do that. Uh, you can't treat a prisoner like that. So people would be outraged if we, we had jails like that. Well, they weren't outraged in Paul's day. That was normal. And he is all by himself uh, in some of those dungeons. Given his life for God, for God, I mean, the guy got beat up every way, stoned. I mean, that doesn't sound fun. Have somebody throw rocks at your head until you die. That's the goal. And they thought he was dead. They pulled him out. Uh, you know, he got stoned, and then they pulled him outside the city, believing he was dead. Well, he probably was dead. And then they raised him up. He went through some stuff. Well, God stood by him and strengthened him, and he can do the same to us wherever we are. Isaiah 40, verse 27. It says, Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my just claim is passed over by my God? Have you not known, have you not heard, the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of heavens and earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youths 
shall faint and be weary, and young men shall utterly fall. Verse 31, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. In the NIV, it says, those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. You know, you could be strong at one point, but you could reach a point where your strength is depleted and you're feeling weak. Everybody can bump up against that. I don't care who you are. Circumstances can push on you and try to beat you up to where you were strong at one point, but you're feeling weak. And at that time, it says here, those who hope in the Lord expect in the Lord, look to Him, will what? Renew. Renew their strength. It says, they will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and will not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. So you feel weak, But if you look to God, if you hope in Him, if you wait on Him, if you choose not to quit, if you choose to stay steady, then He will renew your strength. He'll strengthen you. He'll encourage you. He'll bring you up. He'll do it. What is our job? Look to Him. You may feel like, I can't do it, right? That's what's hard. You feel like if it's up to you, you can't go on. If it's up to you, you're done. If it's up to you, you can't go another day. You can hit a wall. What do we do at that point? We don't quit. We look to Him, and He will encourage us where your hope can start to fall to where you feel like you're looking like, I don't know how it's going to change. It can come back up. It can be strengthened to where you're pulling on Him. He is the source. You're, you know, you, you maybe have looked at one thing or looked at another, and that comes and goes. So your, your hope is dwindling. But you look to Him and say, Lord, I'm trusting you right now. I, I can't do it in of my own strength. I don't see how to go forward. But one thing I do know is that you're with me, and I choose to look at you. I'm just not going to give. And if you don't give, then He will strengthen you so you can keep going. And you can have a renewed strength and a renewed expectation. And where it was starting to go down, you're being strengthened to where you expect something good now. You expect it to change, not because of you, but because you're looking to Him. And when you're looking to Him, He can supernaturally strengthen you, give you revitalized vision, give you revitalized hope to where you are expecting good, where before you, were, you didn't know if you could go on. He can bring you up. He can bring us and strengthen us so that we can run and we won't grow weary. And we can stay then. We can keep staying there. When something hits us, we know where the source is. We know where our source of strength is. Isn't it good to know that it's not all dependent on us? Because everybody has their limits. We're not talking about in God. We're talking about you. 
We're talking about me. We can run out. And if you don't think you can run out, you're just set up to run out. And that's a tactic the devil will try to get you to where, well, no, I don't, those things don't apply to me. <laughs> no, they, they do apply to you. And apart from God, none of us are anything. No, we can look to Him, and He will strengthen us. We need to make that our confession, make that our focus, is that the Lord will strengthen us. Look at Isaiah 41.10. You know, if you've hit that place, or it even looks a little bit like that place, you know, you just... You feel weaker. Well, we can, you don't have to completely hit the wall to be strengthened. You just feel a little bit, meh. you can come back and say, oh no, I'm going to look to Him. Right? It's a good thing. Like if we feel slipped, uh, slipped down at all, a little bit dismayed, a little bit not quite as um, you know, hopeful, then we can renew our strength and look to Him and come back up. The verse 10 says, fear not. For I am with you, be not dismayed, for I am your God. Does be not dismayed sound like losing hope? What, what are you when if somebody's dismayed? What do, you, what do you see? What's going on, man? Just don't know anymore, right? Well, that's, your hope is, it's in the toilet. When you're dismayed, you're not raw, you're not thinking, you're not strong. Dismayed is the picture of losing, Dismayed is, I don't, man, I've tried. I've tried this, I've tried this, I've just tried this, I've tried this. I'm dismayed. That means your hope is, it's down. He said, and he said what? Do not be dismayed. For I am your God, I will what? I'll strengthen you. Don't be dismayed, I'll strengthen you. Do you see the connection between the two? Don't be dismayed. I'll strengthen you. And if you're strong, you're not dismayed. You, if you're strong, you are ready to go forward. It doesn't matter. You're ready to take it on because you are strong. You don't see a strong, dismayed person. You know, how are you today? Well, I'm dismayed, but I'm strong. It's an oxymoron. That's not true. And we're fooling ourselves if we think that's true. Well, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing, I'm great on the inside. <laughs> Looking at her face, we're just, eh. He said, be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. <laughs> there you go. Don't be dismayed. I will strengthen you. Yes, I'm going to help you. Okay, well, that's a different thing. You could be dismayed and be, your hope could be dwindling because you're looking and saying, I don't, I don't see a way through. But he's saying, I'll help you. Okay, that's another thing. See, I look to him and he can help me. He said, I will uphold you with, with my righteous right hand. So he's going to help me. He's going to uphold me. So now that's what, that's what the uh, Apostle Paul was saying. He said, everybody forsook me, but the Lord stood with me, and He strengthened me. Here in Isaiah, he's saying, God is saying, don't be dismayed. I'm going to strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you. I am going to give you strength. 
What is our job? Don't be dismayed. Don't quit. Don't go to the side and say, I can't or there's no way. Look to him. And so then he's going to bring us up. I like the picture of that. This has always been one of my favorite verses. He said, no, I'll help you. I'll uphold you with my righteous right hand. He is strong. And he'll say, I'll uphold you. Well, if he's upholding me, then I can do it. I may not have any confidence in myself. I may have lost all hope in my ability. That's not completely a bad thing. That's where we need to be is relying on him that, I, you know, I've tried. I can't do it. We're not strong in and of ourselves. We're strong in him. Psalm 27, 1. It says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? The Lord is the strength of my life. The Lord, everybody say that. Say, the Lord is the strength of my life. Say it one more time. Say, the Lord is the strength of my life. So he's my strength. He is my strength. He is my strength. So when you start feeling weak, don't start saying, I feel weak. We can start saying, God's the strength of my life. Lord, I, I, I'm, I'm feeling that slip, so I, got, I, need, I need to be strengthened, so I'm going to look to Him. And He said He would strengthen us. So see, that never ends. That, that applies to every situation. When we feel our hope dipping, it's a sure sign I need some strength. Lord, I, I, I'm, I'm looking, I'm starting to look down. I need, I need some strength. Well, he's the strength of our life. Look at, skip down to verse 14 in Psalm 27. Psalm 27, verse 14 says, Psalm 27 is a good psalm. That's the first verse, and then that's, I think that's the last verse. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage, and He shall strengthen your heart. Wait on Him. What does that mean? You're looking to Him. You're not looking to yourself anymore. You're looking to Him. And be of good courage. What does that mean? Don't quit. Keep your head up. So I'm waiting on Him. I'm looking to Him. I'm not going to quit. And then what? He will strengthen my heart. So how do I get stronger? I'm going to look to Him. Do you see the theme in these? What's the play? I'm going to not quit. I'm going to not cast away my hope. I'm going to look to Him, and then He is going to strengthen me. And then when I'm strong in Him, now I can go forward. And I can do that a hundred times a day if I need to. There's not a place where it's like, okay, I've tried that today. Now what's the play? Don't quit. Look to him and he'll strengthen me. What if you have to do it again? You do it again. What are you doing? You're drawing on his strength. Does his strength run out? No. But what if, you know, I mean, it's 8 o'clock at night, I've gone this whole day, and now I'm just done. The Bible said, do not be dismayed. 
He said, I'm your God, look to me, I'll help you. So even at 8 o'clock at night, even at 10 o'clock at night, even at midnight, even at 3 o'clock in the morning, even at 7 in the morning, you just got up and you feel like I'm done. Just woke up and I don't even want to go through the day. At that point, he will help us, but what do we do? We have to say, we got to get rid of, I'm going to be dismayed. We have to look to him and then we're going to be strengthened. Then we're going to be hopeful. Do you have Psalm 62, verse 5? I see the formatting was a little messed up, but can you put Psalm 62, verse 5 through 7? It says, my soul, psalmist is saying to himself, soul, my soul, wait silently for God alone, for my expectation is where? My hope, what's hope? Expectation, my expectation is from Him. He only is my rock and my salvation. So what's this saying? Okay, I'm done with everything else. It's not that I, I can't you know, um, work with other things. It's just that that's not my hope. That is not my uh, foundation. He said, He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. What does that sound like? I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to get dismayed. I am looking to God only, and I will not be moved. Verse 7 says, In God is my salvation and my glory, the rock of what? My strength and my refuge is in God. He is the rock of my strength. He is the, the only, He's my only hope. He's my only rock, my only salvation. He is the rock of my strength. They're saying the same thing, that I'm going to wait on Him and I'm going to hope in Him. My expectation is from Him. And so then I'm going to be encouraged. Look at Psalm um, 28, verse 7. It says, the Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him and I'm helped. So my heart trusted in him and then I'm helped. What if I say, I can't just, I just can't. I just can't anymore, forget it. And I look away from him. Then I just looked away from my help. What if under the most pressure I've ever been under in my life, I still look to him? Then what? then I'm helped. My heart trusted in Him, and I'm helped. So help me out. If I'm under great pressure, if I feel like being dismayed, where do I look? I look to Him. So I don't, I don't quit. I look to Him, and then I get help. It says, Therefore my heart greatly rejoices, and with my song... I will praise him. The Lord is their strength and he is the saving refuge of his anointed. He is the saving refuge of those who trust him. And finally, Philippians 4.13 in the New Testament. This is the Apostle Paul, where we started. This same man, he said in Philippians 4.13, good one to memorize, good one to know. I can do all things, how? 
through Christ who strengthens me. I can do what's in front of me, what's coming up through Christ who strengthens me. So I, I, I see the situation, I keep moving forward, and I say, I can do it. See, that is hope, that is expectation, that is a confident statement when he says, I can do all things. That means I expect to do all things. That means I will do all things. That is hope in action. That is confident expectation that I will be able to do it. But he says, it's not just me doing it. Got to be careful there. If you turn it to where it's just you, you can fail. And now you don't think you can do it anymore because you're trusting in your own strength. It's subtle. Satan tried to get you. Oh, yeah, you trust in God, but it's really in you. But if we will truly put it in Him and say, Lord, I can't do it, not with me, but I can do it through you. So what, when you're saying I can do it through you, then I am, I am not turning backwards, I'm going forwards. And I say I can do it through you, through Christ, who strengthens me, and so I expect to be strengthened. What if, I don't, what if I don't feel strong? I expect to be strengthened. I can do it. You may have to tell yourself this a few times when you're facing pressure. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. This includes this, and I expect to be strong. Your, your mind will tell you, but you're not strong. You know you're not strong. You're lying. Well, I'm not saying I'm strong enough myself. All these verses, and I encourage you, go look at them. You print them out. It says over and over, I'm going to wait on God, and He's going to strengthen me, so that applies to me, so I'm going to be strengthened, and we're going to keep on trucking. Keep on going. Through the day, through the week, through the month, through the year, we're going to be strong. We're going to be strengthened. Doesn't matter. When you feel weak, it's a good... It's a good indication. We just need to do this. We just need to run the play and get some strength because He doesn't fade. He is always the same, and it applies in 2021 just like it did 2,000 years ago when this was being written. It applies now. It applies to your situation. applies to my situation. God's strength is unlimited, and our hope can be brought up to full power when we're strong and looking to Him, and we can be full of confidence that we'll see what He said and promised in His Word and, and wants for our life. Amen.